Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Matt Basta. How are you guys? Hey. Smoky. Very smoky. smoky. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still Life. on fire? Uh, no, well, I'm not. The Thomas fire, which was like the big one that was like over 100,000 acres, that one might still technically be going. And it's been like weeks, so... Maybe. No, I was just telling the guys before the call, my the guy who lived here before me just... I wish it was weed, because then at least it would <laughs> be skunky. But I'm pretty sure it's just like cigarettes and cigars. And it just fucking... This whole week has just... I don't know why I've been really stinking up the place. Mm, probably like more moisture in the air from being in like winter time or something. Or like lack of moisture in the air, one or the other. Something like that. It's you just, had your heat on at all? <laughs> you think I can afford heat? That's adorable. Oh. Bless your heart. Oh, it's geez. LA. Everything's heat. But this is a video game podcast. Um, Let's kind of dive into that kind of stuff. We haven't heard from Matt. So what's going on in your world? Oh my god. I have played just an Civ. absolute astounding amount of Civ. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have been like keeping track of my uh, my addiction here. Hold on. Where does it say how many hours you've played? So it says 62 hours. Um, mm-hmm. The last time I was on ABTS, it was down at like 20 hours. So <laughs> I've, I've played quite a lot of Civ Six. It is a game that has a lot of replay value. Um, first off, every game takes a very long time. Like you can expect yeah. to be sitting around for like six hours to play a game of Civ. Uh, and if you're playing multiplayer, it can take even longer, especially if you're playing with the sort of people that I play Civ with who take their oh. sweet ass time micromanaging every fucking thing on the planet. I feel like that but, would be um, you. <laughs> no, I I had to set a turn timer. Um and like the, the <laughs> I negotiated the turn timer down to 5 minutes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like it it's gotten that bad. So, um yeah, it's it's not great. That's part of why it's 62 hours and not like 40 hours. <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Civ. Um uh, one of the games um, which is actually a particularly long one. Everybody hates religion in Civ. And in, in fairness, in Civ Five, <laughs> Not just in Civ. <laughs> that's yeah, true. that's true. Uh, um, but Civ Five, it was... I can't remember if it was DLC or if it was uh, like, a, like an update or like an expansion or something where they added religion. And it was sort of half-baked and like nobody really liked it very much. But yeah, it, it was... It's just really janky in Civ Five. Um, Civ Six, they made it a core part of the game, uh, for better or for worse. And I think a lot of people came into Civ Six with a bad taste in their mouths with regard to religion. Oh man, for Civ Seven, they should have bad religion in the soundtrack. I, I mean, <laughs> I would sure. say it'll cost a fortune, but it's Civ, and they had Sean Bean narrate Civ. Oh, nice. Five, six. So I mean, they probably could afford it. Actually, they probably That's actually hilarious. could. Sorry to um, interrupt for that terrible No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking do religion. I'm going to beat the fucking game with religion, uh, mm-hmm. with a religious victory. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, like, double down on this. And so I played a game. I was Spain. Uh, I went full-on Spanish Inquisition, you know, bringing the Catholic Church. And I did it. I, I beat it. I beat it with nice. uh, a religious victory. Um, I was very pleased with myself. Uh, very happy satisfying win. Yeah, it it was it was a good win. I I I I enjoyed it very much. Um sort of the 
the downside to playing Civ is that the victories are very abrupt, right? Like, it doesn't pop up and be like, you're three turns away from launching a thing into space, or like, you're, like, it It doesn't give you any warning. It's like you press the next turn button, and then you've won. And then it plays like a little cutscene, and it's like, do you want to keep playing? And it's like, well, I already won. You know, like, sometimes if it's really intense, especially if you lose, like, there's a good chance of like, yeah, but I want to keep playing because I will win, right? Like, I will take over the world. I don't care how many fucking tourists you have, I'm going to nuke you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the other games that I've played, uh, it's all been uh, cooperative multiplayer that I've been doing. Ew. Other people. I know, right? Um, yeah, I rarely play those games, but please tell me about them. <laughs> Well, I've mostly been playing a support role other than that religious victory. So, like, I inevitably end up having a ridiculous military because I I have the worst luck and barbarians in Civ 6 are terrible. Um, And so I end up fighting off, like, a billion barbarians in the beginning. And so I have this giant army very early in the game. And that means as the game progresses, I'm sort of like the muscle between the two people in, in the team. And so then it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm pretty close to a cultural victory. And if, you know, America were to be wiped off the map, I would get all of their tourists and the game would be over. And it's like, fine, I'll nuke America. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. Yeah. Uh, Kim so, Jong-un. Well, one particular person's dream. Um, Basta Jun-un. There you go. Oh, God, please do not compare me to that man. <laughs> um, Rocket man. Rocket besides... <laughs> God, Besides him saying that six. ruined Rocket Man for me. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Besides, uh, besides Civ Six, um, I haven't really been playing many games. Uh, over Christmas, I played. Uh, did I talk about this? A game, uh, sorcery. I think you didn't we talk about briefly it way back? brought it up. Yeah, and I definitely remember you bringing it up a long time ago. But you said you were back into it. Yeah, yeah. It got really into like the the gambling mini game that they have um you don't really win anything except for like in-game gold which you only use to buy like quest items okay but yeah it's a neat it's a neat thing and i've been playing around with it i'm on my uh like second playthrough of the second of the third game so that's fun and then other than that uh i've been spending a lot of time working on pinecast like literally all of my free time last week was challenging <laughs> to say the least yeah well so i'll tell you a little just a little story i hate to like get completely off track this is a video game podcast no but mm, let's say take that. a peek behind the curtain yeah well if if you're a pinecast customer please don't let this scare you because um it's not as scary as it sounds last week there were some issues with analytics and a lot of it was communicated out to the people that it affected but one of the things that we learned was that we weren't counting certain types of listens correctly. And that included listens from uh, the embed player. So if you had posted an episode to Twitter or um, on your WordPress website or whatever, uh, there was a chance that some of those listens uh, were either not counted or miscounted. And then there was roughly, I, I think it was like just over 24 hours where some listen data didn't get stored, which is very unfortunate, but unfortunately, you know, should happen sometimes. Yeah, nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I, I think most people didn't really notice. It didn't put 
too much of a dent in anybody's uh, numbers, but, you know, it's unfortunate and, uh, you know, certainly regrettable. And analytics have been something that I've been wanting to revamp for a long time. I was very proud of the system that we put in place back when Pinecast became like a thing, became a real company and, you know, started opening it up to, to customers. And we've really outgrown it. Um, I, I've been using this database called Influx, which is great, and it works particularly well, except it not for the type of data that we're putting into it. Um, okay. So there's lots of different aspects, right? Like maybe you want to sort by the type of operating system that the user is listening from, or maybe you want to sort by, um, you know, which episodes got the most listens in the last week, or maybe you want to show the uh, breakdown of listens by sources with a granularity of one month over the last three years, right? And then you have to do time zone factoring, and there's just all sorts of stuff that has to happen. And the server really wasn't built for it. So I logged in and I looked, and it only has about 10% of its disk space remaining. It was supposed to last us five years. It has lasted us uh, about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. And that is not so much a testament to my lack of foresight as it is a testament to the Pinecast community exploding uh, yeah. over the year 2017. That's awesome. Yeah, very proud. So uh, I've had plans in the works for a long time of how I would redo analytics. Um, and given sort of these circumstances that were less than fortunate, um, I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to rip off the Band-Aid. Um, put the site builder down for a week or so and get analytics on point, right? Like this is something customers are already paying for um, and we're going to make it good. So uh, over the course of about four days, I ingested all of the listen data into a new database. Right now I'm in the process of moving something like 120 million data points of subscriber data from the old system into the new system. It's just over halfway done. Well, I guess it's more than just over halfway done. It's like 60% of the way done. Um, I estimate it to be done by either tomorrow night or Sunday morning. <laughs> it's it, it's a little weird thinking of like computer things in terms of days and not seconds. Um, but it's it's a lot of data. And I mean, you're playing Civ, so like you think of that in days, like real world days. <laughs> This is true. And actually, um, it's been great because I can have my laptop to my left and then my iMac in front of me and I can have Civ on the laptop and my code on the, on the iMac and, uh, you know, take my turn and then wait yeah. the other four minutes and 30 seconds for the turn time to run out. <laughs> Jesus. Now, I don't want to discount your time you put in because 60 is a good amount of hours, especially for you who doesn't play too many games. But another buddy of mine on my Steam list, has 1,440 hours in Civ Five. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's quite a lot. Unhealthy. The Civ is, like, one of the most addicting games on, like, franchises on the planet, I would say. Um, I, I would like to note that I have played 69 hours of Civ Five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Doug, play the sexy jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Pinecast Analytics, um, we have a, a staging server, and the staging server is actually using the new analytics. Uh, one of the really cool benefits is the new system is more easily auditable, which means that it'll take less time for us to adjust uh, and, and do a full audit when uh, we go to update uh, our, our data set for IAB guidelines, um, which is uh, the International Advertising Bureau. Mm, Basically, the, yes. the company that sets the guidelines for how you measure listens on a podcast. Okay. And so we're actually able to go in now and either... Uh, reclassify data and say like, oh, that looks like it came from a bot, but actually it's the uh, in-app browser for the Facebook app on Android. Um, you know, like this one looks like it's a legitimate listen, but actually it's a bot that's trying to pretend to look like it's legitimate. And so in the process of ingesting all of this data into the new database, uh, you know, sitting here waiting for it to finish, I've been running queries to to update and clean up the data as it goes. And some podcasts will see an increase in listens. Some podcasts will see a decrease in listens. Um, but overall, the data is far more accurate and more representative of, of who your listeners are. So this podcast, um, I, I don't know if you don't want me sharing this information. Oh, it's good. We're completely transparent. I don't care. <laughs> a little so, too so, much, some would say. So this podcast, uh, we're, our listen count is actually going to drop by about 8,000 over the last year and a half or so. And so we're we're gonna hit our fifty thousand listen mark a second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. But, yeah, so nice. We did it twice. And I'd actually prefer them to know that the more accurate stats, and not like kind of be like in my head, like inflate that shit by eight thousand bots, and be like, oh wow, we we're so great. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's like paying for Instagram followers, right? Like it. It doesn't mean anything in the exactly. end. It's just a number. <laughs> so I know in all reality, our listener base isn't that large, but the fact that you guys listen week to week, like I see like every time we release an episode, average, we get about a hundred listens. And it's like, that that makes me feel good. Somebody out there is tuning in. And if you, even if you are a bot, like I hope you become aware, or actually I hope you don't. Because I'm <laughs> But like, Whoa, but if you do, you really like our podcast, you'll spare us and be like, I don't know. That's a lot. Well, what I particularly hope. like to do, I log into the admin panel and I look up all of the personal information of our listeners and, you know, their, mm. their name, phone number, date of birth, home address, last four digits of their social security number. You know, just like really getting in there and, and learning who our listeners are and understanding <laughs> why they're listening. Uh, I don't know enough about podcasts to disprove that, so I'm deeply unsettled. <laughs> Anyway, uh, back to games. No, thank you for that, though. I did, like, the kind of Pinecast inside scoop and, like, the reality check. And, yeah, it's a bummer for the people that use it and do see a drop in listens. But it's, like I said, you're going to continue to get more and you want more accurate stuff. And this isn't the only podcast host I've heard had this issue. In fact, I'm a part of a bunch of different Facebook groups. And some people were complaining that they host on Libsyn and they had the exact same thing where I'm. they must have maybe done an analytics update where they said they lost thousands of listens and were super depressed. And I'm like, I think that was across the board. So it's not that unheard of. Let's put it that way. It's just, it's just trying to give the customer more accurate representation of the listener. I think we might be one of the few podcast hosts you'll hear about it from because a lot of the other ones just won't tell you, but like people would have to figure that out on themselves, like with Lipson because Lipson won't admit to that. That's probable, yeah. I think I just heard it from somebody who used it on a forum somewhere. Yeah, yeah but so like we said, if, we're transparent. We're all on GitHub. You can find all of our code. That's true. Yeah, you all can the code. submit stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah you can, if you find a bug, you can actually fix the bug yourself uh, if you really wanted to. But yeah, if you're if you're currently a customer, by the time you hear this, you'll probably actually have received uh, an email. But it, it it'll explain sort of all of the things that are happening, and I'm probably going to combine it with the email about the site builder. Um, some features are going away with the site builder. Some new features are coming in um, that sort of better address what people want. But yeah, it, it, certainly if you have any questions, um, there's a chat box on every page. You can open that and, and email us or click the, the help link at the top of every page or at the bottom of every page. It, lots of ways to get in touch. Happy to answer your questions. We love the touch. Hopefully, yeah, uh, no, 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 there's no good touches. Jesus fucking Christ. All bad touch. touches. <laughs> oh, no. Um <laughs> Before we go down that road, um, <laughs> yeah, please, please reach out uh, if if you have any questions or concerns. You know, like obviously, um, you know, not everybody has access to the full set of analytics. Um, but if you have any questions or concerns or uh, need to understand the changes with regard to your analytics, uh, please do reach out. And we can get you whatever you need. And if you can't reach out, make sure to reach around. Reach around that bad touch. Don't, and, uh... don't, don't. Jeez, he did it, Christ. And I'm not surprised. <laughs> nope, no one is. This, this is uh, how we're going to get sued. Uh, we're going to get sued? Uh, oh, please. Everyone knows I'm the mascot of Pinecast. I'm not any official <sighs> You're a pangolin? Yeah, oh god, I wish. No, actually, I don't wish that, because I'd probably be murdered for my scales. Oh, like, lord. This is true. Please donate to the pangolin fund near you. Yes, save them. There really aren't many local pangolin funds. There, there are not many local pangolins. They're super endangered. Poor like, bastard. super danger. How about you, Bren? What ga- kind of games have you been playing? Uh, I got about, like, 31 hours in Enter the Gungeon, and I've had it for a little over two weeks. Yeah, I so... saw you stream a little of it. That looks pretty fun. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler, so it's just super easy to just kind of zone out. I've been playing some music while I do it, because I'm not going to sit there talking to nobody. Right. But, yeah, anyone tunes in, just got some music playing in the background. But, yeah, it's... Like a lot of them, it gets easier the longer you play, the more you unlock. So, like, each time you beat a boss, you get a certain amount of in-game currency, and you buy guns at the store, and then go for another run. And, of course, you know, each time you play, you get a little better, you learn the enemy patterns and stuff. But, like, it seems drastically easier the more I play, where now I'm getting to, like, the third or fourth level consistently. Whereas before, I could almost never beat the first one consistently. So, like... I think just the sheer amount of more weapons are just so zany and, like, crazy and better than the default set. You can get much further because you get so many, like, passive ability, uh, passive items that help out so much that you have to, uh, like, buy or unlock through uh, venturing into the dungeon. So it is really fun early on. But you get a lot of like generic real world weapons where it's like a Colt 45 or a Magnum or an AK 47. Like it all does a shoot. Versus a magical sniper rifle that turns enemies into chickens. Or uh, one that shoots out, uh, it's a stinger. So it's a rocket launcher. And then when the rocket explodes, bees fly out and automatically attack enemies. So like the crazier weapons make it much easier and much more fun. Yeah. So, uh, I, d- I would recommend it. I think it's a great game, but it's I feel like maybe like 15 hours uh, before you can unlock enough to really get a good swing of it. So that kind of right. sucks that you know might turn away people early on, but it is it is fun and I do recommend it. And that's all I've been playing. Uh, oh, and I watched a bit of the Overwatch League because that started up I think this week. 
Okay, and is that a tournament or something? It's it's like the it's esports. So okay. it's uh it's like a regular sports season. They had a preseason. Now they're in the regular season, and at the end they'll have I guess championship. And there's different cities have different teams. So Philadelphia has the Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, disappointing part is like most of the players aren't from the town they're based on, like they're playing for, or are even based out of it. So like everything's based in L.A. here, and L.A. has two teams where everyone else has one. So it's like that's shitty. Yeah, but good news is Philly uh, won, even though they didn't have any preseason. Holy one shit! Of their, one of their players was caught boosting accounts for money, which is yeah. super frowned upon. I don't know if it's illegal, but it's definitely highly unethical. Um, so they actually had to cancel the preseason for Philly because of that. Uh, but they wow. actually came back and won against Houston, so that's cool. Uh, and it's really fun seeing like it's it's seeing how much they changed the game for the competitive scene. It's not just regular custom matches between certain teams like the teams actually have different skins now like depending on where they're from uh they have like home and like home and away jerseys and different characters abilities are different colors so for like a shield is the color of your team so it's cool seeing how much they've changed for competitive though i still don't think overwatch should be competitive because it was never intended to be that so i right. think the, i think the basic fundamentals of the game can't be approved upon beyond a certain point and will never be fine-tuned enough to justify the competitive. Because, God for fucking bid, they nerf uh, Hanzo's scatter arrow. Yeah, it's just They still happening. won't touch that. Yeah. So, I, I, as much as I enjoy watching it, um, I'm not going to get too swept up into it. Because I don't think it is a really fine-tuned competitive game. But it is cool seeing how much, it's ta- like, how much popularity it's gaining in America. Because, like, you know, Japan, China, Korea, like, those got a bunch of competitive esports scenes. Like, those are the nations for it. And it's cool seeing it p- build a pace and popularity in America. So that's yep. fun. Yeah, my eSport of choice is definitely Rocket League. I did get back to it a little bit recently, and there was some kind of, like, winter event that I missed almost entirely. It was, like, ending in 18 hours. So I was like, oh, fuck. But um, I did earn enough of the in-game currency for that event, or the event currency, so to speak, that you could, like, buy, like, exclusive little things. So I got, like, this penguin topper for my car and like some like kind of angel wings but overall they're still releasing crazy updates with like the goal explosions i saw some crazy ones with like well f- there's fireworks there's popcorn there's like a grim reaper one that was around during halloween that i wish i would have got uh there's mm-hmm. all sorts of super cool shit so love that game it still like holds up definitely well, worth revisiting rocket league they can just keep pumping out material like um overwatch those because it's all just cosmetic stuff like it's exactly just, like, toppers and skins and wheels um, so you can just keep pumping that stuff out. So it's not as hard. And it's, I also don't feel bad if people pay for that. Cause yeah, it's all cosmetic. It doesn't change anything in game stat wise, at least. Exactly. But, uh, Rocket League, I feel like is like almost like a fighting game with the level of like professional esports players versus like regular players. Like it's just such a massive difference between like, let me hop in a random game versus watching, you know, the number one and two. Ranked right. Rocket League players oh, playing against insane. each other. It's just like, I, l- I love watching the pros. It's so ridiculous. That's why it's become like my favorite esport. Like it's it's great. Um so yeah. I do highly recommend getting to check out a match if you haven't yet. Or like and that's what I mean. I don't really have I don't know the teams well enough to be like, oh, this is my favorite. Whereas like <laughs> in that sense, like I'm glad the Philly team won for Overwatch. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess AJ actually follows esports a bit because he's talking to me about it. He's like, Oh yeah, this person on this team, this player's on that team. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. These <laughs> words don't make sense to me. Um, yeah, like, I like watching it, but I'm not going to be following the team and the players individually. Like, yeah. 
you know, more than it is just general video game news. That you know, sense. something that has frustrated me uh, about esports, and maybe not necessarily Rocket League specifically, but like, there is so much nonsensical controversy. Like, mm-hmm. there's more drama in the world of esports than there is in like professional football or like golf or baseball or li- like any other like actual sport that's not you know an esport. What? Golf needs more drama. <laughs> Golf probably does need more drama. I mean, Although, Tiger Woods with our president. Oh the, yeah, these, oh, these right. past few weeks. Oh Christ, that too. Well, I mean, Golf had like John Daly, who would just be like drinking like a tall can of beer and like smoking a cigarette while he was playing. Like they just didn't give a shit if you were good enough, you could do whatever. Because like, because it was a solo sport, I guess you weren't weighing the team down. And I guess I feel like in esports it might be more controversial because it's all based on the internet, so we're all watching it more. So. Like, versus, like, football, if something happened, you might not hear about it for a week. But, like, esports, like, if something happens, it's right there, and, like, the press already has it. Qu- you know, quote, press. Huh. Game journalism. But then also, I guess it's a bunch of players, like, playing a game rather than a physical activity. So, like, you can criticize a football player or basketball player, but I'm not going to be able to run on court and slam dunk like Dr. J. Like, but I can hop on Overwatch and get a pretty decent, like, kill-to-death ratio and you know, feel like I could be one of the pros. Like, I guess there's more accessibility to video games because all you have to do is sit at home. So I guess maybe there's more of that. And also, people love drama. They love just blowing shit out of proportion. Yeah, that's fair. And people love golf. And speaking of dramatic golf, I was playing some more of everybody's <laughs> golf. Oh. It's I love that game. It's still it's great. But like you were saying, like with the game you were speaking on earlier, it takes like 15 hours for you to even get to like a point where like getting different maps available to you so that that's kind of mm-hmm. like a turn off if you're like just trying to jump in and play a bunch of different maps like that's not going to happen there's a weird bit of grinding too where you have to yeah. Like unlock yeah but it's still really enjoyable it's very it's challenging it's def- i'm up to rank four now and i there's the the current map that i'm on is a bunch of islands and stuff so like you're trying there's all these water hazards and all sorts of uh bunkers or whatever the sand traps and it's unbelievably like challenging so unless you like place the ball perfectly on like some of these drives you're like fucked so i don't know still really enjoying that and then the main game i've been like just playing non-stop and i just want to almost beat it as soon as possible and i think i'm going to very soon is kingdom hearts 1.5 burning through it last time i s- spoke on this i well since the last time i spoke i have beaten Atlantica, Neverland, and Monstro, and fucking there was another one, uh, Halloween Town. That's right. And mm. goddamn, it's it's crazy. Like I don't know. I guess it's because I've played this game so many times that I'm just like I know everything I need to do. I'm burning through it. I think one of these days I will like like maybe not because I've just recently played through it, but I would love to try to go for a speed run because I think I could handle it. But the thing is. Ooh. Come It'd on. be like a. It would definitely be something to stream. I think I could knock it out in twelve hours. I'm at seventeen right now, but that's like with a little bit of dicking around. Um, and the thing is, I did investigate. I can skip scenes, so or cut scenes oh, really? in in this one. Yeah, so I think I can make it. Uh, that could really dramatically help. But long story short, the I'm currently. I just got the Hollow Bastion. Went through the library. Oh, there's this one part I forgot all about it. You get to the beginning of Hollow Bastion, you're at the waterfall area, and the beast is there because he's after Bell. And then I don't understand story wise. Uh, Riku's just like, oh, I, there can't be two Keyblade Masters. So he like automatically like takes the Keyblade from you and you can't get it back. And Sora's like, oh no. And it's just like really deflating. 
And then uh, Donald and Goofy are like, well, we're on a mission, and our king told us to follow the key, so they're like, sorry, Sora, and they just fucking follow Riku, and I'm like, after all we've been through, are you fucking kidding me? And then you're like teamed up with Beast for a little bit with a goddamn wooden sword, and it's like total bullshit, and you have to go like un- do this like shit underneath the castle to unlock the door, get in there, fight Riku, get the keyblade back, or you get the keyblade back before you fight Riku, but it's just like, how did he even pull that shenanigans? Like, as like, from like, uh overhead view looking down at kingdom hearts as a whole like looking for holes in the plot like that's a giant one it's like how did he do that like it makes no sense like sora did nothing wrong like he was pure of heart this entire time to even be the keyblade mastered what like <laughs> happened for like fucking a half hour where it's like nah this is gonna be riku's so. <laughs> that's the sick of those weeaboo final fantasy disney Basta, do you know anything about Kingdom Hearts? Uh, yeah. Uh, when I was AJ's roommate, he did like three playthroughs of it, so I'm pretty intimately familiar with the first one. And then I was gonna live your opinion of this. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say I wanted to see your opinion on all of this, like if you could piece it together. Because Doug, when you said I don't understand the story, I wanted to stop you right there. No, I do understand the story. I have a firm grasp of it, but I was just like trying to say there, there's obvious holes, and that's just one of them. Mm -hmm. It just makes no sense for him to just be like, "Oh yeah, you're no longer the Keyblade Master because I'm Riku," and it's like you could probably argue like, "Oh, he was somehow manipulating the darkness so that like Sora couldn't access his Keyblade," but that's just like I don't know. I hate it when it's like. I can't think of a good example, but when, like, a magician loses his magic ability and then later he gets it back, it's like, what the fuck's that bullshit? Uh, convenient plot devices. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, exactly. So that was bullshit, and I finally got that. Beat Riku. That's the thing. In all my previous playthroughs, be- fighting Ursula, fighting Oogie Boogie, fighting all the goddamn bosses, I remember dying so many times, so many times, fighting this battle with Riku, uh, Heartless Riku, or however you want to put it. He's wearing some kind of crazy, like dark outfit i've died so many times fighting them and then each every time so far it's been like my first time i'm just destroying them and it and i'm on proud mode so i don't know if i just over leveled a lot and i'm just like kicking ass or like utilizing the items that i've got i'm like really i don't know smart about the equipment i have and using the best keyblade and the best rings that like help your defense and strength and shit so i don't know it's really it feels like good to go through the game and just like kick its ass. Like I'm having a blast and I'm getting all these trophies. So I have a feeling that's going to be wrapping up soon and I'll be on to chain of memories, which I'm going to be bitching about probably for like a solid <laughs> month and be like these goddamn card games, but whatever. Oh God, I forgot about that. That's going to be the annoying part. I don't even yeah. mind wh- what it's all about. Like, Oh yeah. Castle of no, not castle oblivion. It's a, or is it? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I can't even remember uh, at this point. It's been so goddamn long. Um, but yeah, you can make up any like ominous sounding adjective and it would probably fit in just as well as what the real name is. Yeah, exactly. So eh, that's what's on my plate next, but I, I'm not looking forward to the sad ending of kingdom hearts. I, I wonder how it's all going to pan out the, the gummy ship shit though. I can, I can't wait to be over with. Like, I'm not a fan of that. I can say definitively that I'm going to say like maybe just over 50%, like 60% maybe. Of fans won't be happy with the ending of the Kingdom Hearts franchise just because it's ending. Yeah. Like, so many stories and franchises, people bitch and moan, like, oh, the ending, like, I love the whole thing except for the ending. It's like, well, did you not like the ending or did you just not like the fact that it had to end at some point? 
Like, or do you think the ending yeah. was actually legitimately worse? Well, that's what I mean. I was okay with the ending of Kingdom Hearts 2, but the way they let it up for 3 and this fucking over a decade, 12 year long anticipation for 3, like, it better be good. I want it to end good. It's, I want it to end. And I have a feeling they're gonna be like, leave it up in the air for Kingdom Hearts 4 because we could always make money. But I don't know. I feel like they won't leave it up for 4, but they'll leave it open for like side, Offshoot, like mobile yeah. games. And then if those become successful, then they'll try and redo four, like the way Bungie did with Halo. They're like, Halo 3, and we're done. And they're like, oh, wait, no, exactly. a bunch of these Halo games sold. Now we sold it to a different studio, or all the people that worked in it aren't there anymore, and now they're doing four. Yeah. Well, now we Because that's, kinda... that's how the game in the two works, because it's just so cannibalistic and vile and gross. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we can kind of move on to like more newsy stuff. And that's one thing I saw in the news is like, oh, games to expect in 2018. There's this one, I think it was GameSpot or GameStop. Sure. I forget. Uh, they were GameSpot. like suggesting that Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be 2018. And by God, I hope you're right, but I don't believe you for a second. But there's some other really good games on there. I don't know. Do you know who updates these websites? Basically, people like us. And they're just <laughs> throwing Uh-oh. shit in there, right? Like, there's like, I can almost guarantee you they have like a staging environment and it's full of like junk test data and they're all trolling each other because they're all just a bunch of nerds like we are. And there's some manager that like checks the boxes and pushes the buttons and every now and then a little bit of bullshit leaks out. I I wouldn't hold just like me. Yeah. Like if if you're looking at like the GameStop e-commerce website as like the source of truth for when games are going to be released based on leaks like. You, well, you got something else coming to you. Like, I'll say this. <laughs> this is not it's how game, it works. It's GameSpot? So it's not oh, a retail sp- store? Even still. Yeah, it's even also, still. That doesn't make it any more reputable. Right. Yeah, I even like here like locally in LA, there's, I forget what it is, like LA Times or something. Some mysterious benefactor, not even benefactor, um, moneymaker just bought out the entire business and sold like 80, per, or fired 80% of the staff and kept like one writer. And then um, that week they started advertising for like, be a contributor to the LA Times. Like, have your stories in there. Essentially firing everyone that was an actual journalist and then just trying to get uh, people to send in stories and, like, outsource it through social media. And I feel like that's what a lot of the uh, games websites do, is they just wait for any fan to notice anything. They wait for fans to piece together clues or secrets or Easter eggs. And then when they find see that on Reddit or somewhere, they snag that and then make a quick, cheap article out of it. So I don't even know how much... Because I was reading... Like the Overwatch League, I was reading a thing on, I think it was Kotaku, because they're trash. Um, they had a guy go to Philly in a bar to, like, watch the uh, games live, like, uh, at, I think it's like, an esports bar or something. And he's saying, like, I'm 34, I don't play Overwatch. I'm like, then why are you fucking writing about it? Why are you even at the, the game to watch it? Yeah. It's just, like, this passiveness of just, like... You know, no one takes gaming journalism seriously because the games journalists don't take it seriously. And all these websites are doing these cheap, underhanded, clickbait, you know, BuzzFeed lists of just horseshit. Well, I also hate to even say that, like, there's not a lot to report on, right? Well, that, like you said, with the drama, <laughs> there's a lot of it just blown way out of proportion because they need something to write about because of this 24-hour news cycle, like, you know, and on the internet, like, it has to be quick. I think Polygon, you're required to have, like, five articles or, you know, writing is like a week or a day or something crazy like <laughs> you're required to meet a deadline of stories and articles regardless if there's news or not yeah well i mean it's it's all about like they have a budget right like they have to pay a certain number of people they have to keep their servers online they have to like they, there's expenses that are involved 
And in order to meet those expenses, they need a certain number of ad impressions, a certain number of clicks, and they can, you know, sit there with their spreadsheets and figure out, okay, we need to put out 30 articles this week, um, you know, in, in all of these different segments to get the volume of ad dollars that we need. And then they say, okay, divide that by the number of writers we have. And there you go. Right. Like that's, that's your quota. And if you don't hit that, the site doesn't stay online. And if you do hit that, everything is status quo. So you end up with a lot of garbage journalism. I don't mean that in the sense that like they're not doing their due diligence because I'm sure they are, but at the same time, it's like you're reporting on nothing, right? Like there's, there's no substance here. You're just like repeating speculation or you're, you're just taking some outlandish theory and just republishing it. And you're like, Ooh, is this going to be a thing? It's like, right. probably not. <laughs> oh God. Oh, yep. one it's thing such I a broken system. Is yeah. Dark Souls is being remastered for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Yeah, there was the Nintendo Direct Mini announcement. Um, as of this recording, it was yesterday. Um, so yeah, they announced Dark Souls remastered, which was like the big thing for them, or like the big announcement they saved for the end. Totally. Uh, the World Ends with You yep. remix. Um, so I don't think it's a remastering. I think it's like. A remake. So I don't think it's going to be like updated graphics. I think it's just going to be like a slight change. Like it's just pretty much like a port. Kingdom Hearts, like Final Cut, like that kind of shit. It's always like the final remix, meaning like the, the, the best version of the game, maybe with some added bonus content and shit. Little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about the game itself. I just know it's got a pretty good following to it. Like people really liked it. Uh, Pokin Tournament DX DLC. So more characters to play in Pokin Tournament, which. I don't know, I guess people are still playing that. I don't really see it too much, but it seems like a neat idea. Uh, Kirby Star Allies and Kirby Battle Arena. So, fucking Kirby solid. Kirby's always good. I can't really think of many bad Kirby games. So Yeah, I'd be into just, it. Yeah. Uh, Hyrule Warriors is getting ported to Switch. Yep. But, you know, if this goes without saying everything's for Switch here. That was the deluxe edition too, so that's probably got some bonus shit. Or uh, the definitive edition, yeah. Oh, so that's what like, I mean. Uh, Breath of the Wild like characters, like Breath of the Wild, Link, and Zelda. Nice. Um, and just like a bunch of extra characters, like obscure characters from offshoot games, like uh, the knight from uh, the Zelda tra- or Rails, or the one you do with the train on the DS, where you control like the Phantom Train or whatever. Okay. There's like a guard Zelda possesses because she's a ghost. You can play as that. Like it's a bunch of characters in the uh, Hyrule Warriors. So, I never got around to it, because I don't have a Wii U or a Switch, uh, but that's definitely just a mindless, like, speed em up, like, f- kill a thousand enemies, like, listen to a podcast while doing it. Like, there's no, there's no story to it, there's no real plot, it's just a mindless, like, killing machine game, and those are great. I'm a sucker for the Dynasty Warriors-esque games, so that'd probably be one I'd get it, uh, if and when I get a Switch. Oh, man, you didn't even mention the one I'm most excited for, Mario I mean, Tennis. More. Mario, yeah, Tennis, Mario Tennis, that's the the game on the list. It's like, fuck, that's all I care about. Whenever is that it, comes out, yes. Is that the game that you're most excited for? Yes, I'm fucking hype. I'm so ready to play some Mario Tennis on Switch. I mean, I don't know. Mario and also, Tennis- wait, no, the another one that really caught my eye is that game Fee or F-E. I'm thinking, what, is that Fee? Iron? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks kind of like ori in the blind forest as far as aesthetics but it's not like a side scrolling game it's more it's like yeah three-dimensional yeah 3d small creature in a big scary magical world style uh, style game but very like i don't know i love this style 
Yeah, it, it definitely has a unique style. But like I was saying before, with like rhyme and uh, Child they're all Colossus, starting to blend together. Yeah, there's a lot of this like solo, like you know, small weak character in a big powerful world, and you have to like fight against these crazy creatures. Like, so it's kind of all blurring together for me now. Like, I'm starting to not be able to differentiate them. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeast. Why? Yes, we've we've said it before, and we still never know the name. Yeah. Yeast. Uh, Yeast eight. Is uh coming to the Switch? I recommend that. But yeah, I'm gonna to, check I, that out because you guys told me about that series. So it's supposed to be real good, and I'm biased though because I know a few people who did the English dubbing for it. So I would recommend it regardless. <laughs> nice. Um, but it it looks pretty nuts. Like it looks pretty cool. I don't want to say Monster Hunter esque, but maybe Final Fantasy esque. And it's got like actual 2D animated cutscenes, which is very well done. Um, what else? Mario Odyssey update for Balloon World. It looks like a sort of online multiplayer-esque kind of game where you hide balloons and try to find other people's balloons. Nice. And it's all being hosted by Luigi. So he's actually going to get brought into that game. That's right. Yeah, but he's not a playable character yet. And people are like, God damn it. Just let us play as <laughs> Luigi. No, never. Yeah. You can dress up as him, I think. Um, I think one so. thing I saw was uh, kind of upsetting news for people that are fans of gravity rush uh gravity rush 2 in particular um it's like as of this recording it's less than a year old by a couple of days and they're already planning on shutting down the servers for the online capabilities which i'm not sure how essential that is or how integral that is to the gameplay but either way that's just really shitty and sad it's just kind of uh, from the article I was reading, people were saying like that announces that it was a failure, and I'm like, fuck. But it has a kind of thriving community built around it. Especially the first game was like a cult classic, so I'm glad they made the second. But that's just bad news hearing about a game shutting down serve online servers in like less than a year. Um, but I mean, almost yeah. one yeah. year, basically one year. Uh, but the thing is, the fans outcried so loudly that they heard them and were like, okay, we're going to postpone it because apparently you guys don't want us to shut them down just yet. So it's going to be shutting down July 18th of this year. So you got a couple more months. I'm going to have to get around to playing it. I didn't beat the first one, and that's why I didn't get around to two. And there's so many games on my fucking plate. I But now it's like I'm under the gun of like this yeah. deadline. So it's like, fuck. So I do want to at least understand what the online capability in that game was before they shut it down so that's on my to-do list and hey listener if you're a gravity rush fan and didn't get around to the second one get on it yeah if it's just like a neat little add-on or like mini games to play with people or if it's like dark souls where you get like hints from people i can understand them shutting it down like if it's mostly a single player game i can understand them shutting down the servers it can still play locally but, like, if there's, like, a big online community and multiplayer to it, that sucks. Yeah, like, I think it's more or less you can play with your friends and stuff, and it's like, fuck, that sounds great. Why would you take yeah. that away from us? <laughs> well, it's like uh, Star Wars Republic Commando, where you're a small group of, like, four clone trooper, like, commando squad. It was uh, ported to Steam originally with online co-op, so you could play with other people, and they'd be the different, you know, clones in your squad. And it's like, cool, that's great, now I can probably play with other people. And then, like, a few months later, they took that away. It's like, what the fuck? Like, that's such a great part of it. You should have kept that. I don't know why. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, real quick, though, with the Nintendo Direct, like, to just wrap that up. There's a few other games. They're pretty neat. You know, if you got a Switch, you're probably looking into it already. But the weirdest one for me was Payday 2 was announced for the Switch. That's real weird. Did you say Payday? 
Yes. Payday 2, like the heist Payday game. Two. Oh. Where you rob banks and stuff. It's Really? It, yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> like, I mean, and yeah, initially it was a good game. Then they started, the main owner of it sold, uh, either sold the studio or let go and new ownership took over and started putting stats into some of the gear, which is real shitty of them. Um, granted, it's all cooperative. Like, you don't fight against each other. You work with each other. But sure, now but you even can, still. You can still technically pay to win, sort of, with that. Um, but I just... And they introduced, like, a new hacker character who's got, like, an LED mask, which I, I think that looks dumb. But it just... I don't know how well this would work on the Switch. Like, this was the most surprising to me, not Dark Souls. Like, or, this was really weird. Um, I've, I don't know. Maybe it's just I've been playing shooters on PC for too long. But I feel like it works best on PC. Maybe like an Xbox or you know PlayStation controller, but definitely not Switch. You elitist bastard! No, I'm kidding. I, I just love know. the Switch. I don't know. I think anything can work on the Switch. Just port it. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just don't know how a third-person shooter works. Like, fair you enough. Know, all the platforming works fine, and the Mario Kart works fine. But just like some of that stuff, like some of the heist, you know, mechanics, you have to be pretty precise with. So True. I don't know well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my feelings on it. Like. It it seems silly to me to take a property from 2013 and port it to a platform from 2017. Like it 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 seems like it's the sort of project that you throw two developers at for a month and you just get to make an extra few hundred thousand dollars. Like it, rather than coming up with all sorts of new content, all they're doing is they're saying we have this property, we have this giant blob of code. Um Let's just go and, and, and port it and be done with it. And that to me feels really shitty because it's just laziness on the part of the developer, right? Like they didn't add anything particularly novel for the port. Well, they, they a didn't... new character. Even still, that's not yeah. something that's particularly novel. It's like, oh, so you got a designer to sit down and like get some meshes together and then that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> right? it, was pro- it was probably a character model. They already had like a citizen character model and then they just like allow them to sure and they change the colors and they added a little bit of detail it's probably a day's worth of work maybe two if you look at the dlc though there's a ton of stuff like i mean not saying like it's a ton of like great stuff it's just like a ton of like cosmetic or like dumb add-on stuff granted most of this is free looks like all of it no not all of it and how much of that dlc is going to be available on the switch probably none Right? Yeah, because there's definitely, like, DLC characters. Like, there's at least two I know of on the PC. So I don't know if they would be initially included in this. Or if this is, like, the, quote, like, definitive remix edition, like we were saying, it includes all of it. Now, I'm very much in in favor of, like, if you can port something, you should port it, right? Like, if I was running a video game company, I would say, let's write all of our software in a way that's abstract enough that if a new console comes along, we can you know, build a driver for it, compile it down to whatever format it needs to be and ship it, right? Like get a game engine that works across platforms, you know, build all of this stuff in a way that it's at a high enough level that sure, a new platform comes out, ship it, keep going. Um, But it, it, it's just, it seems like such a lazy move. Like there's no shortage of ideas for video games. It's just like corporate greed. Oh, wow. There's a payday VR. Uh, I don't mean to be uh, mean, but I feel like Payday 2 is kind of a slut and just everywhere with a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't know. The thing that, the thing that's most <laughs> The thing that's mostly interesting to me is that 
um, previously it's been on Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam mm-hmm. uh, for PC. It's never been on a Nintendo platform before, which makes me I mean. wonder, yeah. like, if if this was Why? a very reactionary thing, them saying like, oh, you know, the Switch is the hot new platform these days. Like, let's get our, our stuff on there. Like, maybe the, the underlying game engine got ported and they were like, oh, yeah, let's just like add support because it's there. Um, but it, it seems like a really curious choice. And it, on one hand, it could be a very strategic decision. Maybe Nintendo threw some money at them. But like, honestly, to me, this sounds like... A manager sat down with a spreadsheet and ran some numbers and said, "Like, hey, we could like pay f- pay for our Christmas bonuses if we just do this." And they did it. And well, I, I think, know. like I said, with the new ownership of either the studio or the property, like uh, the license, I think this guy had a, the original creator had a clear idea of like what he wanted. He's like, "This would be cool. We'll add this." Then later, we'll have like different skins for masks and guns and like maybe the suits because you can get different you know equipment for it. You you plan all your equipment out before the heist. Sure. And it seems like once it transferred over, he's like, all right, let's get as much crap in we, as we can, uh, more DLC, uh, spread this to as many people as imaginable on every platform imaginable. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Payday 2 was on mobile soon. Like, it just, like I said, it just seems, seems to be like kind of getting hoard out to everything. And, like, there's a ton of different game, like, crossover DLC packs for, like, Hotline Miami and Ghost Simulator and a bunch of other stuff. To the point where it's like, ah, it was silly at first. Or like, oh, it was fun when it's free. But like, now it's kind of getting like, Christ, guys, who, who, who's still doing it? Who's get, still waiting for new DLC for Payday 2? A game, like he's yeah. like five years old at this point. So, I mean, it's still a good game, but like, it's, it's just kind of exhausting. It's like, and Payday 2, it's like, it's like, the, it's Skyrim. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, oh, now it's on Switch. It's like, well, who the fuck cares? Like, Th- that's exactly what comes to mind. Yep. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, ah, and Dark Souls now, but actually that's remastered, so that's an exception. They did some that work I, there. Yeah, and it's not like the fifth time it's been remastered. True. So um, I get that. All right, well then, let's play a real quick game of game or no game. Alright, so we're playing Game or No Game. Um, Alright, let me know what you guys think of this. This is only going to be a couple of them here. Uh, what do you think of a game called Don't Get Hit in the Face? <laughs> hmm. Let's play that with my brother all the time. <laughs> I think it's a game. It sounds um, like a game. It sounds like a dodgeball game. It sounds like a bad like dodgeball <laughs> style game. See, I don't know though. With VR now, there's so many weird VR games that like I could see that being in VR. It'd be weird in another platform, but like Maybe Switch. I'll say no, though. It's a game, and it's available Shit. on Steam. Uh, yeah, it's a movement-based active virtual reality game. So do whatever ah, you need to do. Duck, weave, dodge, and crawl. Just don't get hit in the face. Knew it, VR. Anyway, uh, what do you guys think of a game called Life is Feudal MMO? And feudal, like the feudal age? Oh. Ooh, that sounds like a game. I'm going to say yes. It is. Uh, yeah, it's too clever for me. No, that's uh, it's new, so check it out. Um, well, I knew for a fact it was, so I kind of cheated there. Ah, bastards. Um, what do you think? I know a lot of games. Of a game called The Last Dragon Saga. Oh. 
see the last you're dragon tossing saga. in those like hot buzzwords like the seo words where it's like yeah those are in a lot of generic game titles like shit or it could also be a nicholas cage movie oh true <laughs> ah man no what did he do he did like the last witch or something or Hunt of the Witch or something like that. But it sounds real similar to it. I'm going to say no, though. Yeah, I'm going to say no also. I feel like it would have a crazy, like, big title above it, and that's the subtitle. Uh, it's a no, but too bad. But yeah, it's way too generic. Um, what do you think of a game called Weed? (laughs) (laughs) Douglas, the devil's lettuce on this podcast? Never. Yeah, it's what I'm asking. Do you think there's a game called Weed? I don't think there's a game called Weed. I think there is. It's a game, and it came out today as of the day we're recording this. Oh, this and is bullshit. No, the thing is, you gotta look this <laughs> so up on, on Steam. It's Weed in all caps, and it's not what you're expecting at all. It's literally a Candy Crush clone, but in the oh, background, what? it's half-naked anime chicks, and there's like, it's it's oh, absolutely for the love unbelievable. love of God. What do you, you know, mean, Doug? The developer is cute anime girls in all caps. That's the developer. Their game is called Weed. So that's a game. I feel like that's a bad translation. Oh, Jesus. Or they're just high as fuck. Last game. I mean. What do you guys think of a game called The Glory of Bingo? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. I. Uh, I feel like that's a game that, like, they're trying to take a public domain game and try to, like, make it cool and edgy and just slap on, like, two ninety nine and put it on the mobile store. So I'll say yes. It's a no, but that's the Shit. experience you get every time you play our bingo, but that's how we play a game or no <laughs> game. Basta wins that one. All right. Well, let's do some plugs. I think that's the best score I've ever gotten on Game or No Game. You got them all right. We'll have to play again. Um, Let's do some plugs. Where can our listeners find you, Matt? Uh, You can find me, uh, Matt. (laughs) I see the same Matt Bassett on on Twitter.com, and then I've remembered the Mark Choi thing, but you know what? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Choi on Instagram.com, Matt Bassett on Twitter.com. I don't know which one's true anymore. If you want to start a podcast of your own, uh, got a real hankering to do what we do, uh, head on over to pinecast.com. That's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T.com. Sign up for free, no credit card required, and when you're ready for the good stuff, use the coupon code PAYDAY for your first month free. Nice. Oh, I just thought of a new tagline for Pinecast. Pinecast, be part of the problem. And and that's like... (laughs) There's too many. <laughs> there's too many podcasts. <laughs> that ain't bad, Doug. Uh, that um, ain't bad. All right. Anyway, uh, under Bren, how about you? ABS Bren on Twitter. Yep. Yeah, same shit. Same with us. Uh, if you like our show, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. All of our handles are ABT Silence. Check us out. Yeah, tell your friends. Uh, oh, we made a Facebook group today, so that's a thing. I'm gonna try to be active in that and see if we can get the community get a little more involved and stuff like. But we'll see how it goes. But yeah, Facebook groups, just Google 
or and not Google, but in your Facebook search, just type in ABTS fan group. Maybe it'll pop up. If not, just tweet <laughs> at us. We'll help you maybe out. Maybe not. Uh, maybe it's, it's maybe public. It's not. It's not a secret group, so it's not like completely hidden. Maybe the entire existence of our universe is a simulation, and we'll just blink out of existence uh, tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. See ya. I love you. Bye. bye.